Welcome to the Intentional Family Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Schmitz. I'm joined by my favorite co-host, Mike Schmitz. (laughs) Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, and I'm excited to record and share with you episode six. About family meetings. Yes. This sound, family meeting, that sounds super boring, right? Sounds super formal, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. But it's simply a way for us to check in and make sure that we are comparing all of our activities, our responsibilities, our commitments with our values and making sure it all aligns and being willing to cross things off that we don't want to do anymore that don't line up with our values or to add things that we should implement in our daily lives. And we'll get into the specifics here in a minute, but actually that description didn't make it seem any less formal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's try that again then. (laughs) Well, I'll just add that this is not something that is super serious. Like most people think of a family meeting, it's like an intervention, something (laughs) Something something bad happened. Yeah, we have to address a problem with one of the kids. That's not what we're talking about. Right. We are just talking about having regular space to talk about things that you don't normally talk about, which even that sounds a little bit strange maybe for a marriage relationship. You think you talk about everything, but not always. Sometimes there's conversations that you just don't feel like having. And this creates the regular space to talk about those things and to deal with the the things that can get you off track. So it's not something that... uh, needs to follow a very rigid formula. We actually do this as part of our date night, but it just guides intentional conversation. So yes, sometimes we do just enjoy being with each other, but most of the time we do this in some way, shape, or form, at least parts of it, because we know that the good that comes from it, and over time we've come to enjoy the process because it isn't so rigid and we're going to spend five minutes in this section then go to oh, the next gosh. bullet point which <laughs> you is probably i wouldn't follow that anyway <laughs> yeah and I, th- I think that's maybe the impression you get at the beginning as we're talking through these specifics but this is just a free-flowing conversation about where things are at how we're doing and how we can do better yeah actually and i was talking to my sister the other day and we were kind of laughing because you know we're our husbands are working from home but It's not that we talk anymore because you're both working on your own stuff. You're both doing your own thing. For us, Mike is working full time. And then also I'm with the kids and maintaining the household and reaching out to people and doing all the stuff that we normally do. And so it's not like we have more time per se just to chat. So it's an a really great, almost like safe way to just have conversations. Sometimes there is stuff we need to talk about and we can't just catch each other on the fly during the day because maybe Mike's in the middle of a big project that he really has to focus on. And I can't just like steal his attention to say, hey, what about this? Because basically (laughs) what that does is it hijacks um, his focus in the middle of something and that can really set him back. And same thing the other way, like if I'm intentionally working with one of the kids on something, you know, he doesn't just come in and be like, we need to solve this problem right now. You know, most of the time. Well, I know. And there's sometimes where it's like, you know, you can interrupt and bring stuff up or whatever. It's not like you can't talk outside of this time, but it's a really great way 
to just have a almost a safe spot just to okay let's just let it fly and let's just share stuff and like what's been working what's not been working you know like what's been frustrating you or what what have you been enjoying or what do you appreciate about what's been happening lately and I know there's a lot of good that comes out of this conversation and uh, we had one the other day and that's I'm we're actually going to walk through that and just to give you an example of what that looks like but just to interject I want to say before we get too far also into the family meetings and the details of it, it's the week of Father's Day. And so I wanted to shout out to my husband, Mike Schmitz. (laughs) He doesn't know I'm doing this, but... I do now because I'm looking at you. (laughs) Yes. uh, This quote really sums up my husband. It is Edwin Lewis Cole. Being a man is a matter of choice. Maturity comes not with age, but with the acceptance of responsibility. You are only young once, but immaturity can last a lifetime. Winners are not those who never fail, but those who never quit. So I just want to say that I really appreciate you. I appreciate your perseverance. I appreciate that you're always trying to grow. And this podcast wouldn't be here without you because (laughs) I may have had the heart and the idea, like, I really want to get this message out there, but I don't know how to do this stuff, you know? (laughs) Like, I create the notes, and I talk close into the microphone as I'm learning, and um, you are the one with the experience and the technological expertise and all that good stuff, but also, you are one that follows through, and you never quit, (laughs) and you're humble. You're willing to admit when you make mistakes to me and our children and others, and you are very, very honorable, and I'm very thankful for you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I had to interject that Father's Day week. Make sure you go out and honor your fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. All right. Should we talk about the specifics of the family meeting? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So there are a couple different sections to the family meeting, and the family meeting, as I was thinking through all of this, I realized that this is a lot like a podcast because you have a natural flow to the things, but it's not rigid. And the best podcasts are the ones where you have the the outline and you follow the outline, but within that outline, you ebb and flow and the conversation goes wherever. That's good. I like that. If you if you stick too much to the outline, it feels too rigid. It feels like you're reading from Teleprompter. a script. <laughs> yeah, and you don't get the same level of connection that you do. So I'll throw that out right at the beginning. But we'll talk about the parts here that com- comprise our family meeting. And uh, the first thing that we do is we check in. This is just how are you doing personally, which kind of is a little bit sad maybe that you have to have a formal process in order to check with somebody how they are doing. But when you have five kids and a million responsibilities, you can constantly be running from thing to thing. Mm -hmm. And my personality is that I don't want to let anybody down. So I'm going to follow through and do the next thing. You're on hurt every day. Yeah, I don't I don't ever stop to think about like what do I actually need until we have this family meeting and then it's like, oh, actually I've been really stressed out by this thing and this other thing is really kind of driving me crazy. And then from there obviously you can make adjustments and fix things. A lot of times I can see 
your countenance change just by talking about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not that the problem is solved right then and there most times, but just having someone to talk to and just get it off your chest is really valuable. And that doesn't mean we just like spill our guts and yeah, I don't know, just we're not just complaining to each other all the time. And uh, I I think there's a very small piece of it, actually. Yeah. Uh, So real quickly here, there's I want to call it a couple things. So you had mentioned that just talking about things makes it feel better. It's like there's a release that happens with that. That is absolutely true. Uh, We personally believe that the first person that you should release things to is God through prayer. Definitely. So I have to check myself sometimes when I feel like I haven't had that for a while. And I'm like, well, why haven't I done that? Oh, it's just because I haven't really spent some time praying about this. (laughs) So that's step number one when all things are, when things are going well. Uh, I shouldn't say when things are going well. Normally that is step one, but I sometimes get caught up in the craziness of stuff, then I will not follow that to my own detriment. But then the second, the second part of that is sharing it with, uh, with each other. And like you said, it's not just airing dirty laundry. It's not just complaining about things, but it's being honest about things. It's not hiding anything from anybody. Cause you can see it in my face when I'm frustrated with something. What? <laughs> I can, I, I know when you're frustrated with something and, and I ask you how you're doing and you're like, fine. I know that's <laughs> fine. That's not fine. <laughs> Husbands everywhere. No, that does not mean fine. <laughs> There's much more it to means, this story. <laughs> it means Sherlock Holmes is on the job. <laughs> we need to find out what's really going on here. It's uh, true. So we want to make sure that we're transparent with each other and then also uh because we have the space to do this sometimes we're able to share a solution sometimes it's just knowing that somebody you really care about is listening that that helps you know i struggle with this i always want to bring a solution i'm a systems (laughs) guy i'm always looking for like why things got off track and how we can fix it yeah but sometimes sometimes you know there's nothing that really can be done there or that's not the primary thing that you should do you should just shut up and listen so that's what this is designed to to do well and for women a lot of times we just want to be heard and for me especially like i process by talking but like you know prayer like mike said talking to god is like awesome first first response for me as well i try to anyway and then when it comes to talking to my husband husband about it, like a check-in, just how are things or if I have something just so I want to get off my chest, I don't always want a solution or an answer. I just want him to listen and understand. And actually, we we have friends. Isn't it Joe Bulig? Didn't he say, she'll preface, I don't want you to fix this. I just want to share <laughs> yeah. this with you. And I yeah. thought that was brilliant. And we have done that a few times. And there's sometimes where like Mike is so in work mode that he's like, okay, I want to give you a solution right now, but um, I don't think that's what you want. <laughs> yep. But I don't know. That's just something to call out to. And the more you do this, the more you know what the right thing at the right time is. But we do these check-ins and you basically open up the floor for whoever goes first. Usually you go first, but looking at the notes from our last one, I guess I went first. And uh, they just, they talk for a couple of minutes, usually about five minutes or so. And then if there's anything that needs to be 
addressed, we address it, and then we move on to uh, to the next thing. But this is not trying to. You know, we're not spending hours here unpacking no. things. This is just how are you doing? We need to make sure that indiv- individually we are okay because there's so much emphasis in the craziness of getting the kids where they're supposed to be or making sure that the jobs get done that uh, you can forget to take care of yourself. And that's a very important principle that we've talked about on this podcast before. You need to put on your own oxygen mask first. Otherwise, you're not going to be of any use to anybody else. So this is kind of a checking in on on the, the state of things. And it's it. I don't think we've ever had a, a true like SOS in this stage, but that's where it would, this is where it would surface. Yeah, definitely. And that's a big thing for me too, because I have definitely failed over and over in the past and even presently in different areas where I don't take care of myself first. And the demand of five children is very real and they have, they all have needs. They all demand your attention and I want to give them attention and do things with them and help them. But if I don't plan my life to, in ways where I can actually take care of myself and feed myself in diff- in the different areas and develop my mind and my body and my spirit and all that, then I'm not of any use to anyone. Yep. The fuse is very short those <laughs> days, you know, if you're not, not taking care of yourself. And as a mom, you can... You can feel guilty sometimes trying to take care of yourself, but the lesson really is the oxygen mask. It seems counterintuitive as a mom, like you would you would give up your own life to save your child's. Yet to be effective on a day-to-day basis, we have to take care of ourselves. Yep, protect the golden goose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the next section is, this is totally my word, retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's your word. So this is where we we do solve, and I, I say solve, but it's not always that. It's, we we make adjustments. Yeah, we call out things that need to be changed. Yep. So one of the things the first section does where we do the check-ins, we, we check in on how we are feeling, and then we can start to think, like, why do we feel that way? <laughs> and if there's anything that should be fixed to try to create a better result in terms of how we are feeling, then we do that during this retrospective, and we break this down into three different categories. What should we start doing? What should we stop doing? And what should we keep doing? Yes, this section is so powerful. It really, I don't know, it's like a catalyst and it creates such momentum and change in a positive way because, you know, there's usually items we have in each of those sections. Occasionally, like, for example, our last meeting, we didn't actually have anything to stop doing, probably because we're on three months of a quarantine, you know? everything was stopped. <laughs> everything stopped. <laughs> we don't want to stop it. We want to start some more stuff. <laughs> uh, but but normally we also there is. want to be careful how we start it, too. That's one of the things that we recognize from doing these sorts of things is that there are things you can get committed to and then you just maintain them because you said you said yes once. And that's not necessarily long-term healthy. So one of the things that this quarantine has done is it's caused us to reconsider what is truly essential. And we want our kids to be able to, to do stuff. 
and have the opportunities that other kids do play sports be in music lessons all that kind of stuff but one of the things that we jotted down in this one as we start doing piano lessons again is how do we want this to look because when things got shut down we were at the local music store for three hours on a monday night and we started doing some virtual lessons and those were going great yeah the kids didn't skip a beat they did great so it really made us think well how can we carry this through because it's not a detriment to them practicing and learning the piano so it saved us a ton of time in traveling carpooling Mm -hmm. all that all that stuff so you know just things like that there are adjustments that we're looking at making yep and so that is under the start doing section but really it's reconsidering how we're going to start doing it it's something that we were doing and we want to keep doing it but we want to do it differently so that's why it's under that category right and last the last episode we kind of talked about your thinking time or your personal retreat and what that does is give the time and the space to just let your mind relax and unpack life Mm -hmm. and given that time and space all of a sudden you can see things in a new light and that's a little portion of this family meeting is taking a step back uh, what is it sam carpenter that says us a high and elevated look is that what he says yeah from work the system it's a really good book um basically it's like take a step back and look at your life for what it is from a big picture and it really helps identify changes that could be made to make everything better. Yep. And talking about the personal retreat stuff, one of the things that I do, because these are the the key questions I use for my personal retreat too, I make myself pick something to stop doing every time. That's like, <laughs> is that the hardest part? It is the hardest that's part. A, that's Yeah, that's always the hardest part for me. But it is always the most important part. Yeah. Because there's a a bias we have towards the decisions that we've made in the past. And when you get stuck in the commitments that you've already made, you can be so busy that you miss better opportunities as they present themselves. And so really the the system with forcing myself to pick something to stop doing every time what that does is it creates built-in margin for me to recognize other things and to have the space to take advantage of those if there's something that really is jumping out at me. And the same principle applies to your your family too. We'll have to talk about personal retreats in one of these episodes. Yeah, definitely. But it really is powerful. And you could think like, well, that's, that's unnecessary. Until you do it, I can understand that because I... We used to think the same thing, but once I started doing it, it gave such perspective. Right. Uh, so we mentioned the questions, start doing, stop doing, keep doing. The, uh, the, the format of this, I think when we started, we went from first category to second category to third category, but now we kind of just talk about things. And then and as we're talking yeah. about things, we recognize, oh, this probably fits under this category and so we just jot down bullet points yeah and i'm glad you said that because i wanted to mention that i do actually take notes on on the family meetings and what's really neat when you take notes we used to do it in uh, google docs but now we moved over to 
base camp, the tool doesn't really matter. But the habit of writing it all down is really powerful because I was starting to look back on some previous family meeting notes and a bunch of them had brainstorm on and the intentional family podcast and <laughs> yep. different things like that and um, it's really neat to look back and be like oh my gosh this idea started almost two years ago and you know we could have said well it took us forever to actually get it out there well why does that matter what matters is you have the idea you write it down you have an idea to stop something or to start something and you can start to see patterns so that was very very interesting like I noticed a pattern for me personally, and it's still a problem that I'm dealing with. So, and actually an action item for me is related to that, that we'll get to. But yeah, I mean, the the three questions, we do just have a conversation and then I plug it in where it goes. And sometimes we get so into the conversation, which usually happens that I'm like, oh, I should jot some of this down. <laughs> so. Yeah. So after the retrospective, which ends up being the majority of the the meeting, the next section is the talking points. These are specific things that we need to discuss. And I fought for putting these on the family meeting agenda because I don't trust myself to make good decisions if I am not focused fully on the thing at, at hand. <laughs> and so when you would come up to me and say, hey, I need to get your okay on on this thing, whatever, I was kind of like, what? I, I don't get it. What What's going on? What? <laughs> yes. So I would be like, ooh, shiny, we need to do this right now, or this needs to be taken care of. And you're like, wait a second. What? And I you're need like, to think details. about this for come an on. hour first. <laughs> yes. So we'll be married for it's been 15 years and so we're continually learning and growing and trying to <laughs> communicate with with each other effectively because <laughs> we're both very we're very much opposite of each other which is a very good thing but it has the challenges you know communication mm-hmm. is always something that we will grow in till the day we die i believe it's like it's an art and so these talking points are really good like for example i have on here we have tuition coming up and books for the next school year. So I've been working on a Apple, excuse me, an Apple note, and I will be sharing that with him once I have it done so we know when we can pay for the different items this summer so we're ready for the next school year. So that I didn't just in passing when we're home together, hey, by the way, you have yeah. to, we have to pay this big chunk of money tomorrow. Is that cool? <laughs> uh, I think so. Do, uh, do we have money in the it, bank? <laughs> did you check the accounts or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the the talking points uh, allow me to, and I don't think I did this more than a couple times at the very beginning, when you would come to me with something and I didn't want to stop everything and just think about that for the foreseeable future, <laughs> I would say... <laughs> Just put it on the Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk true. about it yes. in the family meeting. For the foreseeable. That is true. That is not an exaggeration. No. Once no. you get Mike Schmitz's wheels turning, man, they keep going. Yeah. So this works out really well for us because I can see it on there ahead of time and I can be thinking about things. And then when we have the, the meeting, we can discuss it. And I'll have already formulated some, some thoughts as before that... I kind of felt like I was being put on the defensive 
and sure. I had to react yeah. and pick a good dis- a good re- <laughs> good reaction to get the right decision mm. and I didn't know what to do because I didn't have that time or that space to to really think about it so yeah. that's really helped us out a lot and that's really the idea behind that I don't know maybe for some people the talking points are uh, maybe that's something that you could cut out you know but they really are helpful for us and they don't yeah. take a whole lot of time this is probably five ten minutes usually for this stuff and mm-hmm. sometimes we get to the family meeting we don't have to, any talking points so we just skip the section altogether. right yeah that's true and the next section is action items so from our family meeting if there's specific action that we need to take to follow through on things we put that there so for example one of our items is well, I'll just tell you, I guess the repeating pattern I found in reviewing past family meeting notes was my struggle with working out consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I am very social and um, I'm more extroverted. And so what motivates me to work out is classes. And Honestly, it's not like I'm best friends with people at the gym, but I, you know, it's more fun to work out with other people for me. And so with being at home the last few months, I am not self-motivated to work out. Now, I'm moving all day with my kids. We play outside. We do all sorts of stuff. But I do need to be working out because my back starts to hurt if I don't. And so it is very important for me. And I notice... <laughs> these patterns that like when I am working out consistently, it just helps me in every level of my life. And then, um, so Mike had on here, how about for the next time we have a family meeting, your goal is to have a workout plan, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, that's good. I can do that. Yeah. So this is, let me share some of the mistakes, I guess, that we've made in the, the past where you have said that you're right. This has come up before. You said that exact thing, and then I would come with a solution like, well, get to the gym because we have gym childcare <laughs> built in, and you can go there and drop the kids off for up to two hours. And I saw that as like the perfect op- opportunity to get some, some you time. Mm-hmm. And I could not figure out for the life of me why you weren't doing that consistently, but it was because it was my solution and my revelation, and <laughs> you never really got it. So... Mike is smarter than the average bear and he learns from his <laughs> mistakes. So he says, Rachel's having issues with this again. And all I did was I challenged you to come up with your own plan. <laughs> yeah. So you're coming up with the solution. And I pushed you a little bit because I'm like, no, you need a plan. Yes. But I don't care what it is. <laughs> Just think about it and bring it to the next family meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. And once... With going to the gym, for example, once I identified there's a certain class I like to do, I'm like, I should do that again. I was just scared to do it again after I had my daughter, child number five, because I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep up with these people. They're so much more fit than I am. But I I just was like, okay, I just need to do it. And I did it uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I loved it. It was great. Um, And I worked really, really hard for an hour, and it was a great workout, but... I was motivated to get to the gym once it was a class. Before that, it was like me doing my own workouts on my own. I'm like, I didn't push myself. Sorry, (laughs) I'm just not one of those self-motivated people that loves to work out. That's okay. I know. It'll be okay. The other two action items that we had on here, actually, I want to share these because they stem from the same thing that we wanted to 
to change. And I don't know what category this really falls into, but we wanted to uh, start getting back into our regular date night routine. We've done a couple dates in <laughs> where Toby, our oldest, has watched the, the kids, but we want to be able to leave the house again. So we were thinking about, well, how do we make that happen? And there were a couple things that we came up with. Number one, we don't want to rely on your old phone, which doesn't have a cell plan, to be able to send text messages to us while we're not at home. So getting a track phone where if there really is an emergency, you can pick it up and you can call us. Um, that's one action item that came from this. And then the other piece of this is what are we going to do? Because typically we would go to a restaurant, we would go to a coffee shop, mm-hmm. we would walk <laughs> around and we recognize that, well, we could still do the walking around part. Weather's right. nice. And there's a, a, a local university in downtown Appleton that has a really pretty campus. And sometimes we just go and we walk around the, the campus on a Tuesday evening as the sun's going down. It's It's really pretty. So we're thinking through like how much of this can we recreate in the current climate? Well, we could definitely go walk around downtown and there's a restaurant nearby that we really like that is offering takeout and it's very efficient. They're very safe about how they're doing things. It's a small place. They don't even let you stay in there. You literally walk in, you grab your food and you leave. They're wearing masks. They ask you to wear a mask. And then we can go just find a park bench somewhere on the the campus and we can sit down and we can have a meal together. And that's not a one-to-one comparison of how we would typically do date night, but it's it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right now when, Definitely. when we need to get out of here. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. part of it is just getting creative and figuring out like what is actually feasible right now. And uh, so that those two things, I feel like put us in a very good position to have a successful date night out again. And uh, that's a big win. It is. Yeah, so these are just some of the awesome things <laughs> that come from these family meetings. And we're hoping to just get back into doing it more consistently. We haven't done, we did one this week, a few days yep. ago. and then A virtual family meeting. We, <laughs> we did, because I sent Mike away for a few days. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't, I don't think you, it had been, what, four months at least, right? It had been six months since I had done a personal retreat. Okay. And basically everything got shut down when (laughs) things got shut down. Yes. And that threw off our rhythm and our routine as well. Yeah. So So I sent him away for a few days. We did a couple date nights, but we weren't doing it consistently. Like we had been doing it pretty much every week up until then. And the family meetings happened usually while we were sitting at... Zacatecas waiting for our carne asada burritos. Oh, I'm <laughs> drooling right now. <laughs> I know, right? So this all has been in flux recently. But um, yeah, so we haven't done... That was the first family meeting we had done, I think, since February. So yeah. it had been a while, and uh, that's not ideal. But it's also, a, I guess, we want to be real on the the podcast. So... This is what we shoot for, doing this every week. And a lot of the time, it works great. Sometimes, sometimes though, it doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. You just got to adjust and repair. Yeah. So we recognized we haven't done this in a while. We really need to do this. And we figured out a way to, 
to get it done. I, I like to think that this last week was kind of pivotal because I did my personal retreat. We did the family meeting. We've got a plan for a date night out again. It yes, feels like we're winning at life. <laughs> if, well, in a sense, yes. And when that happens, you this is, happens all the time. When you have a moment like this, when you get that breakthrough and the clarity, you're like, all it took was, you know, us doing what we knew to do. Why didn't what, we do this sooner? What is our problem? <laughs> exactly. But that's that's human nature. It's yeah. the same thing with habits. You're talking about it with working out. Yep. How you feel so much better whenever yep. you do it, but you still have trouble doing it. That's yes. not unique to you. That's just the nature of, of habits. And uh, really, it's not so important whether you mess up, but how you respond when you do, when you do mess up. Because you will mess up. Yeah. And then you want to just fix things and, and move forward. And yeah. I feel like we've we've kind of made those those adjustments, which is which is cool. And if sharing our mistakes and our failures can help somebody <laughs> else, then that's that's fine. We I'll do that. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, we want to be transparent for sure. And we end our family meetings on a really sweet, happy note. We do two more parts here, actually. Yeah, two more parts, yeah. So we have a section called happiness <laughs> and we ask each other what would make you happier this week. And that's like what can I do to help you be happier this week? And that can sound, that sounds really superficial when we say it. But for example, when we had our family meeting, it was kind of funny because Mike goes, well, you kind of did it already. You sent me away <laughs> for my personal retreat. I was like, sweet, awesome. Yep. <laughs> so it's just identifying like what would actually hit the mark for me to help you this week. Exactly. how it is. So this is... In a perfect world, you'd know exactly what your significant other is struggling with, and you have the capacity and the ability to jump in and make things better all the time. When you have five kids, that doesn't always happen. And again, like we can get upset at somebody else because they don't notice things, but that doesn't really help things that doesn't change things for the better that's prideful you, too you mentioned ed cole earlier ed cole uh, also said that we tend to judge others by their actions but ourselves by our intentions so me not noticing something that is bothering rachel that's an innocent mistake on my part but you could interpret that as this is so obvious that I'm struggling with this thing. Why aren't you stepping in to help me? And vice versa, where I can get upset. And it actually probably happens more often, vice versa, because I noticed the, the little things. And then I'm like, she doesn't see him. What, what is wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, you got to you got to just give your your other the other other person the, the benefit of the doubt. And uh, what this does is it allows us to overcome the the sin of omission, I guess, where we just don't notice those things by creating a formal space to ask for help for something. And it's not so hard to ask for help when you have a built-in system for doing it regularly. Yeah, definitely. The last part is gratitude. And this is a a big piece, a key piece to this, I think. Gratitude is a topic that has fascinated me for a while. I read 
uh, research report somewhere that said you cannot express verbal gratitude and remain angry at someone. <laughs> <laughs> and when I read that, I was like, yeah, right. It sounded like hokey. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then I tried it. And, and it works. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> it's crazy. So there have been times when we have done our family meetings and it just feels like the sky is falling and I'll just speak for myself. I can be really, really mad at you. And then we uh, get... <laughs> me? Yep. Oh my. Yep. Sorry. Wow. It's true. Wow. I'm, I'm not It's all perfect. coming out. Sorry. <laughs> but then we get to the gratitude section and I think you probably had this happen too where you get to the gratitude section and you're almost like, I don't even want to express gratitude. I'm very <laughs> grateful for you. <laughs> but then we force ourselves to pick something that we're grateful for. And every time that we do and we verbalize the gratitude for it, it just completely changes the atmosphere. Well, you're focusing on the positive. Yep. Because, you know, when you're going through the family meeting, some weeks there are a lot, to, there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot of like, this is not working. Yep. And for us, the last two weeks has been kind of weird because we're off of school now. And so it's been summer break. So for me and the kids, the routine is like there's so much free time and that creates more chaos. It does. And so with Mike working at home, we are identifying like, okay, we need to figure this out a little bit better and communicate a little bit more. I need to be a little bit more with the a little clearer with the kids, like, you know, daddy's not going to be able to play all this stuff today. He's got a Setting lot going expectations, on, you know? yeah. Yeah, just so they're not like, dad, can you do this? And he has to keep saying no because he has to work. And, not, and then he feels bad because he wants to do the thing. So, yeah. you know, that's something we've been working on recently. Yep. This gratitude stuff, though. I remember there was one time... I forget. Like, I think it was just like a real stressful week or something. And we just wasn't clicking, right? <laughs> just wasn't clicking. <laughs> and then as soon as gratitude was expressed, like the countenance, yep. like on for like both, on, of, us. For both yep. of us, completely changed. It's true. It's so easy to focus on the things that are going wrong. For, and to nitpick the little yep. things. But there's a lot of things always that are going right. Yes. And so looking for those is really powerful. This... If there is one thing that you applied from oh, this episode, absolutely. it's this, yes. start doing gratitude. <laughs> yes. In fact, we started doing this before the family meetings, I think, because we would start going on walks mm -hmm. at night. Yeah. And we would walk the dog yes. and we would express gratitude at the end of the walk. And uh, that's kind of how this started. I do this with my discipleship group at church. Mm. And I, I, I've shared this, this principle with them where it just changes the relationship between you and the person that you're expressing gratitude to or, or for. And so I told my guys, I said, if all you do every single time is say that you are grateful for your wife, I'm okay with that because it means you're going to go home and you're going to have a better attitude and you're, you're going to be grateful for your wife and it's going to improve your relationship with your wife. It's really, really powerful. And it's, it's something that you can apply in every area of your life. I remember one time, we were in the car with the the boys and they were fighting oh. about something and it was oh. it was a I forget what the argument yes. was about but I remember it was a bad argument and I made everybody stop it. Okay, we're going to express <laughs> gratitude for Malachi right now. Oh. Everybody take turns say what you're grateful to Malachi for. 
<laughs> yes. At first, it's like so awkward, and they're just like, I don't want to do that. Yep. Yep. But it didn't take long before it no. just started flowing. And everyone's like, Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And it, the whole countenance of the, the whole atmosphere changed in the vehicle. It's there. It's inside you. It takes you leadership, just, though. Yeah. You just got to learn to focus on it and draw it out. Yep. We live in a negative world, bad news all around. So it's not just this fluffy thing, you know. Let's be positive. (laughs) Think happy thoughts. No, it's deeper than that. (laughs) It's being grateful for what really matters, being grateful for the people in your life that really care, that really love you, that love you enough to help you, to call you out on things, to challenge you, to keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. And so... um, calling out what you're truly grateful for man right it's a force last thing i'll mention here about this family meeting is that we've talked about a bunch of different sections the check-in the retrospective talking points jotting down the action items happiness gratitude typically this all takes about an hour we're usually done with this or close to it by the time we're done eating yeah, and sometimes if we're when we're doing it more regularly, like weekly, it's more like a thirty minute even. Mm-hmm. But for example, our last time, like we mentioned, it had been a while, so it definitely took a an hour, and we were really enjoying it too because yep. we hadn't been able to really talk undivided without uh, any interruptions, you yep. know, for that long length of time. Felt good. It did. It was great. <laughs> I was just smiling a lot. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> but I want to just mention that because if you were to try to tackle this like a meeting for work, there's a lot to accomplish in this, but it's actually pretty quick. And I would say, don't worry about trying to catch everything. Just this is kind of like any other habit that you would create like an exercise habit for example the they say when you're creating an exercise habit the bad workouts are the most important ones the days that you show up anyway and you do it Hmm. you're not gonna set any records that day but (laughs) you you still did it yeah you may not feel like you accomplished anything actually but it has more impact than you realize because you've kept the streak going Hmm. that's true yep the consistency so Awesome. We hope we all try out the family meeting. Even if it just starts with gratitude, like we said, which is really simple to do. Even at night when you're sitting together, you know, what were you grateful for for the day? Until next time, join us in living life intentionally. You can find us at intentionalfamily.fm.